Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 32. Hey, guys. So today is the first day of June. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, and I cannot, I just... I can't believe it's already June. I only have two more months (laughs) until I have this baby. That's crazy. I'm due August 7th. So yeah, it's going by really fast. Personally, what has been going on in my life is, as you guys know, I went kind of back to work last week and Walter's been back in daycare now. um, And I'm starting to get that really, really severe nesting uh, <laughs> nesting feeling. So I'm trying to coordinate with my mom and just my family and just my husband and everybody trying to get the house kind of ready for this baby. I'm definitely the kind of person that I have severe nesting syndrome. <laughs> so quarantine plus plus being pregnant. Um, yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm nesting on steroids. Like I keep thinking of all these projects that I want to do. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're going to be doing in the next couple weeks is getting the baby's room set up and just moving some stuff upstairs and just doing a whole bunch of stuff around the house. So that'll be fun. I'll probably be sharing some of that in my Instagram story. So <laughs> stay tuned for all of that mess. <laughs> this week, we are doing an episode with my friend Ryan. I have known Ryan for a while on social media. I got paired up with her, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago or so. She shares a similar philosophy that I do in educating people on Instagram and just, you know, through the internet. She is a registered dietitian and she has a beautiful uh, Instagram feed that I'm obsessed with that is very targeted towards like nutrition and giving best practice tips to moms who are currently pregnant or postpartum. I just love some of her posts. Are they're just just so pretty and so beneficial. So I wanted to have her on just to kind of talk more about nutrition during pregnancy because guys, it is so important. I know with pregnancy, you have these ridiculous cravings. Yes, I have had some ridiculous like sugar cravings and weird cravings, but nutrition is so, so important to keep on top of when you're pregnant. And so I'm all about learning as much as I can, you know, about nutrition, even more than I already do, you know, just from my own knowledge. So I wanted to have her on just to kind of deep dive into some of these nutrition related topics. So we talk about dietary needs, nutrients, morning sickness, like how you get nutrients if you're super sick all the time, which is very, very common. We talked about prenatal vitamins, which was a really, really good topic because I've always been interested in insights about prenatal vitamins and like the different ones out there, what you should kind of look for. We did talk about cravings and dairy and anemia, just a just a lot of great nutritional related questions. So my friend Ryan, 
Let me tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get into this episode. She is a clinically trained registered dietitian nutritionist, certified lactation educator, and author of the Feel Good Pregnancy Cookbook. She's the founder of the Prenatal Nutritionist, that's also her Instagram handle, a virtual nutrition private practice which focuses on preparing women for pregnancy and conquering nutrition during and after pregnancy. She helps women feel confident in their ability to properly nourish a growing baby through a real food approach. Yay. (laughs) Aside from one-on-one nutrition counseling, Ryan is a nutrition writer, recipe developer, and nutrition content creator. You can find her most often on her popular Instagram account, like I said, at prenatal nutritionist. She's got a lot of great content on there and just a lot of insight. You can just kind of scroll through through her feed and just learn a lot of different types of things that you, you know, you never thought <laughs> you would need to know. So without further ado, let's get started with Ryan's episode. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat. Yeah. Can you just start by telling um, our listeners a little bit about yourself, where are you from, what you do, if you got any pets, all of that good stuff? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, well, I'm Ryan. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, certified lactation educator, yeah. and author of the Feel Good Pregnancy Cookbook. Cool. So um, I have basically a virtual nutrition private practice where I help anyone who is planning a pregnancy is pregnant or recently postpartum with nutrition during these important times. And then I also run my Instagram account, um, prenatal nutritionist. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So you're oh, at- and fun things. Sorry. Oh. I, I have a dog. I forgot to say anything <laughs> about my life. I have you're a dog. I don't, I don't have kids, but I have a puppy <laughs> who is like a toddler. Um, yeah, they yeah. are. They are. They are. Right? It, you know, and my poor dog is like, I think she's 14 and she's, yeah, she's little and she just, poor thing. I try to give her attention when I can, but when you have an almost three-year-old and oh I'm sure she's so I feel bad for her sometimes I mean she's hobbling around she's she's probably not got too much longer but she's you know those little dogs sometimes I mean she could live another five years who knows the little ones (laughs) live a while that's good (laughs) I know I know all right well aside from the dog stuff um so today guys we are going to be talking about some nutrition related questions um and these are just some questions that I kind of scoured Ryan's Instagram, looked at some of her posts, and uh, some of this stuff is just questions that you guys asked me in in my Q and A boxes. Um, so I, you know, like to refer to more of an expert <laughs> on some of these things. So, totally. yeah, let's get started in some of these questions. So the first one is: When should we start thinking about dietary needs in regards to pregnancy? Before you're pregnant, while you're trying to conceive, or like once you find out. 
Yeah. Good question. I love this question. I love to start out with this question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Before usually what I say is as soon as you are thinking about trying, even if it's like, Oh, I'm thinking about, we're probably going to try a year from now. I'm like, okay, now is the perfect time yeah. <laughs> to start planning. You know, yeah. if you know, then it's, it's the time to start planning. However, that's not to say that if you are just planning like a month out or three months out, that that's bad. You, any right. planning, you know, any planning before is great. Um, yeah. Um, and I think it's like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you, yeah. you don't have to like completely cut out, you know, when you get pregnant, you sh- you're not supposed to drink alcohol, of course, or like smoke right. cigarettes. Of course, we're not talking about cigarettes, but like, you know, most people like to kind of socially drink. A lot of people like to socially drink. Right. So I always tell people like, don't, you don't have to completely cut out all, all alcohol. Like if you're not trying, if you're not planning on trying for a year right. from now, you know, like right. don't. If that's something that you really enjoy, especially like if you really enjoy a glass of wine at the end of the day, like don't Absolutely. feel like you have to cut that out. Like, a, you know, if you're not planning a baby for a, for a year, but yeah. yeah, I think it's just that's a, a good, good idea. Yeah. I think it's just a good idea. You're right to just kind of prep your body because like, what if you're eating junk food all the time and then you get yep. pregnant and it's like, you got to cut out all this stuff and you feel like, uh, yeah. you know, exactly. so it's like if you, you kind of wanna- get that routine going. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want to have this all of a sudden, like you're pregnant and then you have to change like a million things, you know, about your diet and about your life cycle. That's just hard. Like no one can do that, you know? So as long as you can make that slow progression to like eating, like, you know, I say quote unquote, a pregnancy like state of eating, um, is awesome. And for me as a dietitian, I'm all about like long-term sustainable changes that we can make. Even when we work with clients, in pregnancy, I'm like, Hey, this isn't stuff that we're just going to do for nine months. And then we're gonna be like, whoo, forget all those things that Ryan taught me. Um, I, I really want you to make these changes that you can keep. Right. Totally agree. All right. Well, the next question is what are, this, this is a good question to kind of follow up is what are some of the most important nutrients needed during a pregnancy? Yeah. Good question too, for sure. And I think the two that most people think of are probably folate and iron, Mm -hmm. which are both obviously very important, but oh my gosh, there's so many more that are important as well. Um, but yeah, iron and folate, great ones to focus on choline for sure, which has gotten more recent buzz, but has been compared to folate in its importance. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say magnesium, vitamin D, Mm -hmm. all the B vitamins, but B12 is super important. Um, kind of going along with iron, zinc is very important. And then Mm -hmm. some more of like the fat soluble vitamins too, vitamin A, vitamin K, um, all of that good stuff. There's so many I could, I mean, we could talk a while about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So let's, you talked about a few, uh, uh, you know, a few of them. Um, and I know most people, most people kind of know iron rich foods, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you threw out like choline, uh, yeah. what, I guess, what are some of like, the, okay, let's go through like some of the things you said and what are like the most, you know, common foods that you can find like choline in, for example. Yeah. So choline eggs, I always try to yeah. like remind people like make that connection, choline yeah. eggs. Um, that's definitely one of the best sources and specifically in the egg yolk. So mm. 
we definitely want to include the yolk when we're eating eggs because not only choline, but all the other nutrients that are found in eggs are mainly found in the yolk. I feel um, like that is such, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I feel like no, you're but good. that is such a myth. Um, I mean, I guess it, it you can correct it's, me if I'm wrong, but like if you have really high cholesterol, maybe your doctor will say like cut out the egg yolks, but like egg yolk is so nutrient rich and so good for you. And it's like so important to actually eat instead of just like cutting out, you know, people yeah. think it's like a dietary thing. Oh, I can't eat eggs, you know, egg yolks, it's high in cholesterol, but it's actually really, really good for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that eggs and cholesterol link has, there's been a lot of research that's come out, you know, in the last decade, I would say showing that like the dietary cholesterol that we eat doesn't really affect our blood cholesterol mm. for mo for the majority of people. So even the dietary guidelines, like they used to say like, limit your egg consumption to two, I don't remember what it was, maybe like two a day or one a day or four a week. I don't know. Something like there was a limit on it, but now they don't really have a limit on it. Um, gotcha. so it's very interesting. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I, I actually used to not be a crazy egg person, but I've found oh. ways. There's so many different ways to make eggs. <laughs> so There's I found so ways. Yeah. I found ways to incorporate eggs and now, now I enjoy uh, my eggs in the morning. That's but so funny I think, because I love eggs. Eggs yeah. is like my favorite food. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's either the kind of thing that you love it or you, cause I hated it. I hated them for, I just, well, I think yeah. I got, I think this is gross. <laughs> I got <laughs> sick. I remember I got sick a long time ago when I was a kid and I was like vomiting and I like was like vomiting eggs. And like oh. ever since then, <laughs> like, I, I feel like, that. Oh. Yeah. No, I know. Once you have one bad experience with yes. a food, it's like haunting you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you overcame. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I am too. I love my eggs now. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, some of the other nutrients, um, I think you said folate was one of them. Yeah. And then let's talk about folate rich <laughs> foods. And then what was the other one that you said that I, uh, iron, magnesium, iron, yeah. Magnesium, vitamin yeah. D, vitamin D. Um, yeah. Yeah. Folate. So I like to correlate folate with leafy greens most mm -hmm. often. That's mm -hmm. the biggest source, but there's other sources too. I mean, folate's also found in citrus fruits, nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. So you can get it from a pretty wide variety of foods. Um, and even it's so interesting because even though this is one nutrient that is so common and so well known, mm -hmm. so many of my clients come to me and they are not eating enough folate. So it's, mm you know, it's still something that we need to be reminding women of and be talking about and thinking about. Hmm, cool. Cool. All right. Let's move on to magnesium. <laughs> what are some magnesium rich foods? Magnesium, definitely still leafy greens too. I would say yeah. avocados, um, dark chocolate. That's always a fun one. People are like, mm. Ooh, I can eat chocolate. I'm like, yeah, dark chocolate's actually a great source of magnesium. Pumpkin seeds are really good. Ooh. I, you know, yeah. I haven't had pumpkin seeds in a while. That's a good one. I always forget about that. <laughs> they are delicious. Yeah, they're delicious <laughs> and a good source of a lot of nutrients for pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, it sounds like leafy greens are just good all around too and contain Definitely. a lot of good, good nutrients. Yes. Um, and then I think the, one of the last ones was vitamin D. Yeah, so vitamin D is such an interesting nutrient. It's the only one we can actually make from the sun. Um, but most people don't spend enough time outdoors for one. Yeah. And then when we do go outdoors, we put sunscreen on and we wear long sleeves. So we're always covered up from the sun essentially. Yeah. And then not, a, not many of us live close enough to the equator where we can even 
make that much vitamin D. So unless you live like, I can't remember exactly where the line is, but essentially like drawing a line from like LA to, I think like Atlanta, I want to say I I'm terrible at geography. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) basically if you live like in one of the Southern States, you're Uh okay. But if you live above that, like you're going to have to spend a good amount of time outdoors in the middle of the day. Yeah. No sunscreen, tank top, like all of these things that make it so hard. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's also tricky because there's not that many food sources of vitamin D mm-hmm. really fish, like fatty fish is a really great source. One of the only sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dairy is another source too. Mm-hmm. And don't you have to see, I'm a nurse, but I don't know these things. Don't you have to <laughs> eat vitamin D with calcium to get it absorbed or it's something yeah. with calcium? Uh-huh. Yeah. So vitamin D, there's actually a lot of players that work with vitamin D. So magnesium, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, calcium for sure. And then also vitamin K, they kind of all gotcha. work together to make sure, um, yeah, our levels are all good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the next question. So this one is what about morning sickness. If you guys are in your first trimester and dealing with morning sickness, how do I get nutrients? If I'm sick all the time, is my baby being depleted? Like how do I even tackle that? (laughs) Yeah. So thinking, I just want to go back to question one, when we talked about when we, when we want to start thinking about preparing for pregnancy. Yeah. This is another reason why preparing before you're pregnant is important mm-hmm. because of morning sickness. You know, I don't know what the statistic is, but so, I mean, majority of women, I, think I would it's like say, 80% or something, 80 yeah. or 85%. Yeah, exactly. So many majority of us have morning sickness. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you just want to be kind of preparing for that. Those times mm-hmm. where like you can't eat anything. Thing, or all you can eat is crackers. Um, because, th- and I get questions like this too. I get DMS that are like, how do I prevent morning sickness? Because no, yeah. <laughs> you know, you no can. one wants to have it. it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, there's no way to, first of all, there's no way to prevent it. And there's really no way to cure it. Quote yeah. unquote. We can try all these, like, you know, there's like huge lists of things we can yeah. try to help it. Um, but yeah, so I know it sucks. Exactly. So yes, like it is hard, but our bodies are also amazing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> once you have, once you're going through that morning sickness, like your body is working and doing its best to basically like shunt those nutrient stores and mm-hmm. grab all those, all those nutrients from those stores that you have mm-hmm. and is providing those to baby. Um, gotcha. yeah. so baby's okay, but it, your body's like, screw yep. you. I'm going to take your nutrients. The yeah. baby's okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The baby's okay. Your body is amazing. Like our bodies are so cool. Um, they'll do so much, but of course there's things nutrition wise, like some nutrients. I think I, we just talked about like magnesium. That's Mm -hmm. one that researchers have found a link to women that have low magnesium Mm -hmm. have had greater morning sickness. Mm -hmm. So that's a nutrient that's important. Also B6. Um, Mm -hmm. I know many people have heard of B6 taking like an extra supplement to help with nausea. So there definitely are some things nutrition wise that you can do Mm -hmm. to help out with morning sickness. Um, you know, most people are able to tolerate carbs right? <laughs> um, or like crackers, you know? And so what I always say is like, if you can eat crackers, then shortly after, like if that's, that makes your stomach feel a little bit settled, like eat some nuts or like eat some plain cashews or almonds right. or pumpkin seeds, like we just talked about. Um, so if you can like follow it up with a little bit of protein, that's always preferred. Yeah. I always 
when I was pregnant with Walter, uh, pistachio nuts were good in, oh, my, that's great. in my first trimester. Cause like I would eat that and like cheese yeah. And that's like, it's set cause it's like the fat and the protein yes. and it would keep me full and it would really, really help with the morning sickness. Just, just yeah. to, you know, just to be able to like get a good, and I still eat that for breakfast all the time. Like it's a weird breakfast, but nuts and cheese. It's like, it keeps me full for like a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Whatever so, works. Those are yeah. both great protein exactly. and fat and you're getting some nutrients in too. So yeah, exactly. whatever works. Exactly. So I think this next question is a good um, transition about prenatal vitamins. So let's talk about prenatal vitamins and how you look for a good quality one, if they're all the same, if any of them are different, like what? Give us your best spiel on uh, prenatal vitamins. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, this is definitely one of my like most frequently asked questions. And I'm always like, <laughs> right? I'm always like, ah, because I wish like women would spend more time and like do more research and focus on their actual diet instead of a supplement. Yeah. But yeah. I do get it. Like obviously it's important still. And that's one thing. One of the first things women think about when they're pregnant is like, oh, I need to take a prenatal vitamin, right. which is true. I mean, it's accurate. You do want to find one. Um, if there's any time. So me as a dietitian, I'm like, I preach like food first a lot. So yeah. we want to try to get as much nutrients as we possibly can through food. And then we want to use a supplement basically as an insurance policy that we're doing everything we can. Mm -hmm. So pregnancy is one of those times where we don't really want to guess. We don't want to be like, okay, I feel pretty good about my diet. Like I think I'm good. Don't need a supplement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I do think it is a time when we need one. Um, but like I said, always want to focus our attention first on foods mm -hmm. then on our supplements. So looking for a quality one and no, they're not all created equal. Mm -hmm. Definitely mm -hmm. not. The supplement industry is huge as I'm sure yes. many of us know. There's always some new company or new brand that's trying to tell us their yeah, I'm the best one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You're> gonna <laughs> say, no, pick me. Like they're all trying to, you know, up their marketing game. To yeah. Take theirs. Um, but yeah, so I think definitely number one, look for one that's third party tested. So basically mm -hmm. that, that just means they went through additional testing to make sure that the quality is good, the truth mm -hmm. and name is good. So basically that means there is that amount of vitamin they're saying is in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> basically mm -hmm. they're telling the truth, you know? Um, I, so no, they, I was going to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say that's so, I've always been afraid of that, that I'm like getting a medication or I'm get you know, a vitamin right. or something. And you're like, is this really what it right. is? <laughs> you, know? you don't know. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You don't. You're exactly right. So sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. That's a good point. No. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't really know. And it's important to um, make sure because there has been, I just recently, like there was a, not to like shout out any brands. I hate to even do this, but like the rainbow light prenatal got like recalled because they uh -huh. found like high levels of, I think, was it lead? I think it might've been lead or something. I think it was, was lead. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I vaguely like, I, I can think of what you're talking about, but I, yeah, I think it was high, yeah. high levels of lead. Yeah. So it's scary. So they are even like a right. tr oh, quote unquote trusted. I mean, can we, I'm just kidding. They fixed the issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the issue. Um, but yeah, so that's why it's important to find a company that has gone through this third party testing for quality and purity and all those good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, additionally, we want to look for a supplement that has folate versus folic mm -hmm. acid. I know okay. this is a 
huge question that I get all the time too, especially mm-hmm. just the distinction between the two. Um, but yeah, basically folate, we want to look for folate versus folic acid. That's the active form. So there's another form even, and that's probably too much detail to go into here, <laughs> but we'll just leave it at that. Just look for one that has folate. Um, look for one that has choline because like mm-hmm. half of the supplements out there don't even contain any choline whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're someone who's like, eh, I'm not really a fan of eggs or you're mm-hmm. first to eggs or something, that would be even more important for you to look for a supplement that has choline. Cool. Cool. Some awesome. of them don't have magnesium either. I was just thinking that also. They're, yeah. And they're all, and some of them don't even, um, like a lot of the gummies don't have iron in them either. Yeah. That's a good point too. I was going to mention that. Um, so some, some people need iron and some people don't. So that's yes, a good thing yes. to think about. Like if you're someone who's always struggled with anemia or you've had low iron in the past, then you're probably someone who I would say like, yeah, your prenatal needs iron, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll use myself for an example. I've never struggled with low iron or mm-hmm. anemia or anything like that. And now I've never been pregnant, so I can't speak to, you know, my body during pregnancy. But right now, like supplements that I'm taking, I don't take any iron because I'm like, man, I've never had issues. I get it checked regularly and I'm fine. Um, so that's a good point. So yeah, no, that's so true. So when I was pregnant with Walter, I remember I was taking a prenatal with iron in it mm-hmm. and my, I would get my, I got my blood drawn, you know, the first visit you get your blood drawn. And then I think I got my blood drawn again a couple of times after that. And my H and H, like my yeah. levels were always so high and I did struggle with, um, I was always like borderline anemic, you know, they would, if I mm-hmm. would give blood, they would test my belt and be like, Oh, you're just, you can get blood, but like, you're just there. Right. Um, so, so it was surprising to me when I was, pregnant with him, like everything was fine. And so then I, and then I was, you know, having like worse sickness. So, and I just preferred yeah. the gummies because who doesn't like to take gummy vitamin? Like they just taste yeah. better than swallowing totally. a pill. So I started taking the gummy vitamins and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this as long as my iron is okay. And I right. got it checked again and it was fine. So I just keep, kept taking the, the iron and Hey, yeah. it helps with it, Like if it helps with, uh, constipation too. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. That's the <laughs> other thing I was going to say. Iron supplements have a decent amount of side effects. Ugh, so yeah. if you can get iron, your iron from food is definitely preferred. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. All right. So the next one is I have some intense cravings. Should I just listen to my body or should I restrict mm-hmm. my crazy cravings? Yeah. Good question. And it's definitely a balance, right? Like there's some times where you, it's okay to listen to your body and listen to that craving, but if it's kind of getting out of hand and most women are aware when it's getting out of hand, you're like, Oh my God, I've been craving chocolate cake and I've been eating it for the past five days. Like every meal chocolate cake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so like the phenomenon of food aversions and cravings during pregnancy is so weird. Um, and a lot of it is somewhat can be somewhat explained by like certain nutrient deficiencies and your body trying to protect you at certain points in your pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think it's important to add to that. If you're craving, uh, things that aren't food, <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. a thing too. And to not yep, uh, give into that. <laughs> Yeah, if you're craving dirt, dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's like 
me, I was, um, I didn't want to eat my dog's, my dog's food, but I just wanted to smell it. (laughs) And that was okay. I let myself smell it, but yeah, anything that is, you know, you're like craving, um, drinking your laundry detergent or, oh yeah, don't <laughs> you know, do that. something like that. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> and actually it's important to add too to bring that up to your doctor because that, right. that a lot of times means a lot of times I believe it's iron because the most yep. common one is, is the dirt and, or yeah, something or that clay. has, yeah, or clay, something that has a lot of iron in it. So it might mean that you are deficient in iron. So if you're yep. ever having like really crazy cravings that are not food, definitely bring it up to your doctor. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Don't, don't go, don't give into those cravings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Hey, if you want to have a piece of chocolate cake every once in a while, or, right. I yeah. mean, I had some weird, you know, like I didn't say what you want about sushi. Like I've done posts on sushi that sushi's completely fine during pregnancy, as long as you're getting it from a reputable place and same, you know, same. you're limiting, you know, and like, that was one of my intense cravings during pregnancy yeah. was like, I just, which is so weird. Like who, like sushi. That's a weird thing. Um, but I wanted it and, and I, you know, I could have eaten it every single day, like three times a day, but I would just, really, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, maybe the DHA and the fish. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a post coming up on this. Yeah. Ooh, about, cool. Um, raw fish. Cause there is the, like with raw fish, the nutrients, you know, uh, with a lot of foods before you cook it, the nutrients are higher mm-hmm. and more bioavailable. So right, that is right. one of the reasons, you know, people think that women might crave sushi during their pregnancy, even oh. if they've never had sushi before. It's just because some of the nutrients in there, um, yeah. yeah, like you said, DHA and um, iodine, selenium, all that good stuff in there. Maybe like that's why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I need some DHA in my life. I yeah. was taking a prenatal with DHA, but yeah, it, that, it probably had something to do with that. And I just, I mean, I like sushi in general, so probably was just, you know, yeah. I just wanted sushi every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So this next question is about dairy. Okay. And yeah. this person said, I am normally lactose intolerant, but for some reason I am not now that I'm pregnant. What is up with that? <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a good link to the last question. Yeah, because yeah. This is common. Like some people will just, I had a client that she was like, I've never just flat out drinking a glass of milk before, yeah. but for whatever reason, like that sounds so good. And I've just been like having a glass of milk every day. Um, yeah, so it, it does happen. I don't know if researchers know like fully why this happens. Yeah. I feel like we always blame it on the hormones. So some hormonal shift or change in the body Mm -hmm. that's happening for whatever reason makes you, even those that are like sensitive to dairy, um, can tolerate it just fine. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because, uh, dairy provides a great deal of iodine and our needs for iodine in pregnancy go up like almost 50%, which is substantial. Um, so that's one of the reasons why they think like, okay, we're craving dairy because we need more of those nutrients that are in there. It makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and everybody that, and I just kind of learned about this recently that this was a thing, but everybody that I've talked to since that, I mean, I've gotten so many comments of people saying like, oh yeah, I can eat cheese now. I can, which right. is great. Hey, like who doesn't like yeah. cheese, you know? <laughs> totally. But yeah, no, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this next question is um, about anemia and iron. So let's talk about anemia and iron needs. Um, like adding iron through foods or taking supplements. We've already 
kind of touched on iron just a little bit, but when, you know, let's talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. So iron needs again, like iodine go up substantially. I think it jumps from 18 to 27 milligrams per day that women need. Um, and like I said, it, it, it is advantageous to get get it through food because specifically heme iron, which comes from animal sources is better absorbed by the body. Mm -hmm. And then like we're saying with supplements, like you were saying, there's, there's side effects like constipation. Sometimes it makes people more nauseous. Um, and just, I know other (laughs) things like that. So if you can focus on getting as much iron as possible through food sources, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be better. Um, but yeah, some people just need a supplement regardless. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think an interesting thing, I think I saw this on your page or somebody else's page was, um, uh, the cooking with a cast iron, Yeah, uh, like yeah, cast yeah. iron. And that is a, like a, a way to get more iron in your, in your, uh, diet. Yeah. And there's some other things we can do too, like pairing it with vitamin C yeah. super helpful, especially if you're, getting iron from plants even more. So you want to pair that with vitamin C, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's other things like coffee and tea. So I always advise all my clients to, if you're going to, you know, do coffee or tea, have those in between your meals instead of with your meals, because that Mm -hmm. can inhibit the iron absorption. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that about coffee and tea. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's important to add too that it's even more important for somebody who, um, doesn't eat meat or, you know, cause yes. that's a good way to, to you know, yes. like red meat, especially is a good, good yes. source of iron. So it's really important to do the vitamin C or, you know, do extra, mm-hmm. iron, you know, cast iron skillet or whatever all it may be, yeah. all the things if you don't eat meat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, this next one, this was directly from one of your posts and it's about kombucha. Am I saying that right? I don't even know. I don't drink the stuff. People (laughs) all say it all different ways. So yes, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) So kombucha, what is the deal? First of all, okay. Educate us on what it is because maybe some people uh, listening don't don't exactly know what it is, Um, but what's the deal with it? And is it safe like during pregnancy? Yeah. So basically it's a form of fermented tea. Mm. So they use tea and then like active live cultures to like ferment it. Um, and then it gets like carbonated, I guess you could say, I don't know. It's Uh like bubbly. Um, and it's so funny because I used to hate it because it tastes really like vinegary and I don't, I don't drink alcohol at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that kombucha taste is like not that it's, I mean, it's not similar, like a little bit, but it has that like real vinegary type taste to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like totally a fan and I love oh, it. Cool. But yeah, so I get a lot of questions about this. <laughs> so I've done multiple posts on it on my Instagram. Yeah. And some people will say like, no, absolutely avoid it. Some people will say like, enjoy it. And I just like, the facts are that yes, it does contain like a little bit of alcohol, mm-hmm. but it's not enough for them to even call it an alcoholic beverage. You know, there's like the 1%. I don't know. If, is it 1% or 2% to be, I don't know, considered an alcoholic beverage, whatever. Yeah. It's well below that. Uh-huh. And one of the biggest concerns with it is really the sugar content because a lot mm-hmm. of companies will put a lot of added sugar in there. So for really overdoing any beverage with added sugar, that's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a brand that, 
doesn't add a lot of, you know, added extra added sugar, that's Mm -hmm. um, ideal. But the other big portion of, you know, the argument for why it's good during pregnancy is really the probiotic content. Yes. So probiotics, if you're not familiar, basically the good bacteria that helps balance our gut microbiome, Mm -hmm. um, which is also very important during pregnancy. Um, There's like a lot of research out there that um, shows that probiotics are really great during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I know we might talk a little bit about gestational diabetes, but that's also something that's good for people with gestational diabetes. Cool. I didn't know that link between the two. Yeah. So definitely a lot of good, cool research out there about that. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you're someone like you who doesn't like it, or if you've never had it before, I wouldn't be like, Hey, yeah, just, let's just start randomly drinking kombucha during pregnancy. Yeah. Not at all. Like if you've never (laughs) had it before, I wouldn't just be like, don't worry. You're okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. There's so many other sources that you like, you know, food sources of probiotics that you can include. Right. But if you're someone who has consumed it regularly, like for years before you found out you were pregnant and you want to keep doing it, I mean, I don't think there's a problem. Yeah. And I think it's always, of course, always refer to your doctor. If they're like (laughs) really, really against kombucha, you know, listen to your doctor. But yeah, I always say, uh, you know, it's okay. It's definitely, definitely okay. Moderate, especially in moderation. Like I wouldn't right. chug gallons of it. Right. No, like forty six <laughs> ounces is what yeah, I say. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you said it was one or two percent um alcohol. So I mean, it's not even like. I mean, do you have to be a certain age to buy it? I don't no, know, right. You just, you can no. just get it at yeah. the gas station, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> or the, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. I always say too, like a lot of people, I mean, I live in San Diego and so mm-hmm. it's huge down here and so many people like make their own in their backyard, but I wouldn't suggest drinking that kind. <laughs> I uh, would suggest uh buying it from like a reputable brand. Same thing with like sushi, making sure it's, you know, quality, mm-hmm. not from someone's backyard that they just like whipped up a fresh. fresh that is batch. a very good point. And I think it's important to add like that's true yeah. during pregnancy for like a lot of things. Right. <laughs> right. Get stuff yes. from, you know, like a reputable a place. reputable place. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Cool. cool. All right. Well, this next one is about gestational diabetes. Now we just referenced it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you have any experience um, with counseling women who have gestational diabetes. I know there's a lot of women listening who have gestational diabetes or, you know, who might have gestational diabetes, who've known somebody with gestational diabetes. So what are some of the things you tell them in regards to their diet, what, what would you tell, you know, let's say, oh my gosh, I just found out I have gestational diabetes. Like what the heck do I do? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a little bit scary, but it's definitely manageable, totally manageable. Um, some people can completely control it through diet and lifestyle Mm -hmm. and exercise and things like that, which is awesome. If you do need more interventions through your doctor, like insulin and things, not to be ashamed. Some people just do. Um, some people need that extra stuff and it's important for your baby and for you. So, um, that being said, there are definitely things we can do nutrition wise. We have to remember first and foremost that the only macronutrient that does significantly raise our blood sugar is carbs. Mm -hmm. So the main focus of course is there, 
but really this means looking at how your plate is usually created and yeah. then basically testing your blood sugars to figure out where we need to make certain changes and even, you know, testing those blood sugars throughout the day. Maybe after breakfast, we notice like, oh, okay, this is your usual breakfast. And there is a huge spike after you're eating this certain meal. So looking at that meal and really saying like, can we swap, maybe just swap it for a better, you know, higher, higher fiber, you know, carb choice instead of the carb choice you were picking before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't eat frosted flakes for uh, breakfast. Right. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, cool. Um, and then this final question is about weight gain. So what if this person said, you know, what if I'm gaining mm-hmm. too much weight? What do I do? Quote unquote, you know, gaining too much weight. Mm-hmm. What do I do? <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting question. And I know know, people tend to like panic too. And it's important to remember that weight gain, and I'm sure you talk about this a lot too, it's not really a linear path. Like it's not really like up, 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 up. Like there's some weeks where you might not gain anything. Yeah. Some weeks where you might lose weight. Some weeks where you might put on two pounds. Like it's so, it's just not a linear path. Um, However, if your doctor does check, in on you and is like, whoa, you gained way too much weight this past two weeks or, you know, whatnot. I think really what I said about gestational diabetes really mm-hmm. also rings true for gaining too much weight. Too. Yes, absolutely. And I was going to say that is, uh, that is like one of the main things that I know that our providers do is they say, okay, let's start you on like a, the gestational diabetes diet and let's counsel you like right. a gestational, di- you know, diabetic. And that yeah. seems to help a lot of people. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Carbs are delicious, so, but they, I know, we just, gain I know that we have to regulate them. We have to figure out which ones are better for us. Yeah. Um, really just decreasing empty calories overall, yeah. you know, looking at how many chips and sugary beverages and bagels and really yeah. refined carbohydrates that are more energy dense rather than nutrient dense. So yes. if you've never heard those terms before, basically energy dense foods provide a lot of calories for Mm -hmm. relatively little nutrients. Mm. So want to work on flipping that and we want to make sure we're eating nutrient dense foods rather than super energy dense foods. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. And I wanted to add to going back to the, to the gestational diabetes thing. Um, gestational diabetes doesn't have anything to do. Like if you're don't think that if you get diagnosed with gestational diabetes, it's because you have a terrible diet. I mean, it's, it is, you know, revolved around diet, but there are plenty of women. I just had somebody message me the other day. Who's like, Hey, I'm a vegan, you know, and like, I eat so healthy and I just got to diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Like, what the heck do I even do? Like, how did this even happen? It's like, it's not your fault. I mean, it's just your body, right? It's not your fault. (laughs) There's so many contributing factors. Yeah. I've known, I've known women too. Like I've known someone who was like a marathon runner and generally ate a really healthy diet and she ended up with gestational diabetes. So yeah, there's so many contributing factors and diet is just one of the factors we want to look at. Right. And that is something that it, you can change too. Yeah. You know, which that's is what, great. Right. Right. Exactly. Good. You can't change your genetics. <laughs> you, right, know? you can't change your age. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's true also with, there are some people who gain 
a whole lot of weight and they are the healthiest mm-hmm. eaters in the world and their body's just like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm just going to put on weight extra. and I need this yeah. extra weight. Yeah. And that's exactly. just, you know what, if, if everything else is looking, if baby's doing okay in there, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, your blood pressure's okay, everything's okay. Like, right. It, it's just your body. Some people gain 50 pounds, start 60 pounds during pregnancy and they are healthy and then they lose it all afterwards. And they're right. just like, Hey, I'm pregnant. I'm going to gain an extra 50 pounds. Yeah. That's so important too. Like everyone yeah. is so, we're all so unique. So it's yeah. never going to be the same journey for one yes. person as it is the other. Absolutely. And I think that's a perfect way to end things. That was the last question. So awesome. <laughs> All right. Can you, Ryan, um, remind listeners that they've listened to this episode and they want to follow you? I know you're real active on Instagram. Tell us about any projects that you have going on or anything. People want to follow you. Where, the, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me definitely on Instagram. That's my most active platform Yeah, at prenatal nutritionist. I did just recently launch a new program and Mm -hmm. I know we were just talking, this isn't airing for a little while, Yeah, but that's a good thing actually, because by the time this airs, the program will be fully created. All the content will be out. So it's a fully similar to your birth courses. I think it's really about educating, um, on how to eat a balanced diet during pregnancy. It is perfect for you. If you're worried about being diagnosed with gestational diabetes, maybe you have some of those, you know, risk factors. So perfect for you. If this is something you're worried about, if you're worried about gaining too much weight, if you're worried about struggling with those cravings, or if you're currently struggling with those cravings, yeah, this, this program would be absolutely perfect for you. Well, that's great. Well, that's awesome. Well, cool. And do you have a website too, or are you just, you have a yeah, website, I do the you? prenatal yeah. nutritionist.com. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll link all of that in the show notes page. And when you get your program out, I'll link that as well for people to check it out. Cool. Exciting. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money back guarantee. So if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcastlistener to save 20%. 
All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you at the same time, same place next week.